Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Let's not forget to thank our new patron. Oh, yes. Katrina, who joined in at our $10 tier. Secrets uh, of the Archivist. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, you to all of you patrons. We appreciate each and every one of you. You are appreciated, Tid. Welcome to the Xenoverse. So as we have mentioned, as we've gone through this, at one point, the Predator universe and the Xenoverse cross, and they have since permanently combined. So today we are going to be talking about the movie Prey. Okay, can we just sub note real quick? Permanently combined sounds like they always do. There are hardcore fans of each that don't agree. Ah, And we've discussed that. So for the sake of just our Xenoverse. All right. And the cohesiveness of the stories. Yes. The baby universe that comes from both these universes. Yeah. So what is in this episode that you want, right? So there's a lot of people putting out reviews on Prey, uh, but we watched a bunch of them. We watched the movie and then we watched a bunch of them. And even I, the know nothing uh, on our series here, knew a lot more about the lore. Like if you are familiar with the lore we have covered about the Predators, who they are, what they do and why they do it. Everything in this movie makes complete sense what they're doing yeah, from for the instance, beginning. I watched this movie with my little brother and he was just like, why are they doing that? And I would look at him like, well, actually, and I'd reference something we said in the previous episode so. about how they love hunting. It's like, because yeah. I, I saw the scene where it was like hunting the wolf. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're not going to get this accurately. I like audibly said that out loud because as Eli said, and I forgot which episode it was, but he specifically talks about they'll, they'll fight you on even ground. Sort of. Sort so of. if you're melee, they'll be melee. And yeah. the wolf is melee, but I just assumed he was going to shoot it. Oh. And then he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah. So when he fought the wolf and the bear and he went hand to hand, I was like, yeah, he's got to. He's got to. That's an animal. It's got. So he did pull out his claws, but I was like, that's fair. They've got claws and teeth. He's got no, he claws. He didn't even pull them out right away. He waited. Yeah. yeah. So they used them. And, and if you watch the fight with the Comanches, what's really cool is he does not use anything ranged until they do yeah so and and i only saw this rule broken once there was one point where one french guy pulls out a knife the predator looks at him picks up the trap and hurls it at him i was like i felt like you cheated on that one (laughs) he went melee you used a ranged weapon so that is not a ranged weapon You can throw knives. <laughs> I guess it's true. You could throw a knife. So maybe, yeah, I guess. Plus, it, it, maybe that was the Frenchman that laid the trap. Maybe we don't know that. Maybe that is like added. So he smelled but, the Frenchman on it. Like, like you, but, you laid yes. this trap. So have it back. 
So, and I also, I, I also uh, like that the, the predator is working his way up the chain because this is very likely his first hunt ever. Right. And he oh, doesn't yeah. want to die, you know, like he, you know, I, I guess technically he starts with the snake, but it looks more like the snake is bothering him and he kills and that's why he kills it. Right. But, 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 it but is with skin. the wolf and with the bear, he lets them get an attack off first. Yeah, with the wolf and the bear, like that is him working his way up the chain. No, but he, he, the the first time he interacts with them, like the wolf, he just shoves and then he lets it get bite his leg. And then with the bear, he like wrestles it or something. I forgot exactly what he does, but he lets the bear get like some swipes in. And, mm-hmm. and, and it was more than he expected because he gets. Yeah, the bear, the bear roughs him up a little bit. Gets a yeah. bite out of him. But he, yeah. he, he seems to like it was almost like he'd like take your best shot. Let's see what you got. And with the snake, that was it. With the wolf, it wasn't yeah, much. Yeah. With the bear, he was like, oh. So like he, he got his clock clean and bit. Well, and I think right, like this is a this I like uh, I, I think the interesting thing between the comparison uh between Naru and the predator is for both of them, this is the big hunt to prove I'm a warrior. For both mm-hmm. of them, that's what this event is, right? And I they just, hunt each other. Can I, well, no, 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 no. No. What? You disagree? No. Yes, because the predator's not hunting her. She's not a threat. So that was literally the premise for the first three quarters of that movie. Yes, until so he they, realizes she's a threat. Right? She outplayed the predator. She was on the same like, like they were on the same play like playing field. Well, sorta because it like counted her out, and she waited until it a hundred percent was like, now don't even bother. He's like politely moving her gently out of the way <laughs> and then she's like all right now that you know i'm behind you and you 100 percent think for a fact i am not a threat now i'm an attack like, well and this could be um like the the uh, like uh what is it when you go hunting a lot of times you're not allowed to shoot the females because that's essential to population growth and that could have been kind of the predator role be like unless you need to don't hunt the females we need them to keep the yeah, people there, there going. were no other Comanche like female warriors. So we well, yeah, between between know. all the all the frontiersmen and the Comanche who fight the predator, there are no females. She's the only one. So very much could have been that's kind of a, a predator policy, you know, unless you need to, you don't hunt their females because you wipe out the population if you do that. So we have seen in the past they they will kill females, but not pregnant females. Mm. If, if they detect that you're pregnant with, you know, a natural baby, not a xeno. You know, if you're Z- pregnant yeah. with a Zeno. Zeno no, yeah. this is a different yeah. story. But, <laughs> it's a different but story, if you're yeah. if you're just simply pregnant, he'll 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 give you a pass. Yeah. So I, I want to say one thing that we forgot to say, guys. In case you weren't aware, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> right. so, say it at the yeah. So, but I, I do feel like I felt like the beginning of the movie was slow, and I think a lot of people have mentioned this, but it was all about kind of establishing that these people are used to hunting. And hunting and creatures that hunt them, right? Like they hunt the lion and then she hunts the bear. And it's they're used to that duality that the predator brings into play like that. So it's not a new thing for them. Yeah. Every one of those warriors that she fought with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what uh, the uh, Katsuma uh, means. It means to hunt something that hunts you. Uh, but that's what that word actually like means. In oh, Kanchi. interesting. So, mm-hmm. although I do, I, this is something that, that, that kind of bothered me because we studied the Comanche in preparation for this, like horses come up once and I was like, are these Comanche or are these Shoshone who will become Comanche? Because they're in the mountains 
and horses are not everything. I was like, what's going on? Like at one point, her brother uses a horse, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a yeah. really cool scene with a horse. So that's true. Like I, I feel like like we see early on her brother is an incredible hunter and the the brother goes head to head with the predator and the predator's like oh i'm gonna lose this go stealth <laughs> and just, yeah just full on he's like i'm gonna go on an even even playing field and he was like nope nope i like i like how i normally do it yeah her, yeah, her brother was a great character he he was powerful like you were like when when he fights him in the end you're like yes this yeah. is a good fight like yeah, yeah. Very like, good well fight. not like that but like he, he shoots the predator full of arrows He's out, and so he pulls them out of the predator to shoot him again. And at yes. that point, the predator's like, "Oh, he doesn't run out of ammo. He takes it out of my body." He's like, <laughs> that is, "I'm that out. Is I'm out. Go stealth." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he was a great war chief. He 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 was a great job in that show. Yeah, yeah. I was I was sad he had to die. That that <laughs> I didn't love in so, that movie. Well, sad. I think it, that was the moment when it became clear that you had to do something else to beat him. Because, you know, he had that tech that was next level. And if he was going to lose in a head-on-head fight, he would he would just up his tech, you know. And mm. I, I think that was became clear to her. She's like, I've got to do, I've got to use his stuff on him. Okay, I have a question for you guys because I didn't understand this. At what point did she learn how to use his helmet accurately to make sure that it bounced off 17 trees and shot him in the head? So it wasn't. It, oh, it, I, I saw this yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. So there's yeah, a moment me and my where brother, we were very confused. The the helmet gets knocked off and it's on the ground while he's fighting the frontiersman and it is targeting a tree and she sees the three red dots there. Right. So she's seeing the three red dots kill one of the guys. She, she knows that's him. Aim, he, he shoots his thing at those three dots. But then she sees she the helmet. She saved her, her friend. When she saw the dots on him. So we yeah, so she'd already learned. So she'd learned that. And then she sees the three dots on the tree. And he shoots that thing at other people. But they always end up in the tree. Right? Mm. And so that's oh, the moment when bounces. she realizes. He says, it's you going know, to he, find he, his mark. It's, it's always going to hit those three dots. You know? So, yeah. Mm. So there was, there's a moment where it's on the ground, pointed at the tree. And he still uses his thing to shoot the front tearsman, But it always ends up in the tree in the end. Uh, okay that that makes yeah. more sense she's smarter than me because i so. didn't get that uh okay thank you yeah so th- that's where she learned that let's see what else so yeah and so again this is a baby this is a baby predator right he's out here trying to prove he can do it any he, and he, he fails right yeah he's, he's unblooded. super unblooded he's yeah. fight rattlesnakes getting <laughs> by wolves they revamped his face quite a bit. And it, uh, his, his helmet was way different too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So one of the guys brought up something that I thought was kind of an interesting point. So they, they're saying this is about 300 years before the first movie chronologically. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, one of them, he says, I wonder if they're trying to show that his, it's older tech. Cause this, even for the predators, this is 300 year old tech for them yep. compared to what he shows up. And that may, might be why the helmet's so different. It's why is his face different? Is that, would that be a different tribe, like different race? Why is your face different than mine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do you look funny? And this might be uh, calling out to uh, in predator Four, uh the predator. Um, they, they're messing around with genetics and that's why they gather spines is to mm. gather uh, 
oh, yeah. raw genetics. So it, it could be calling out to that one and being right. like, they so have can... genetically de- developed through their technology and their gathering. And so they would have looked different 300 years ago before they really got a hold of what they were trying to work with at the time. Mm. That's a theory, of course. All right. Uh, let's take a break here. Okay. And then when we come back, we'll talk more about spines. <laughs> uh, I've got a few of the, uh, uh, the uh, she calls them a creature, the Mulpitz, Mulpitzel. And mm. I've, I've got a little bit oh, of that. Yeah. That scary monster, the, the, uh, the yeah. child story monster. Got That's it. That's right. Sounds good. Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room a a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. At some point, when you get to the bigger, more dangerous predators, they're all the same. Teeth and claws, teeth and claws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like nature just gave up on creativity. Like, dumb eh, question was teeth this? and claws. <laughs> what about your answer, Aaron? Well, I don't like any of mine anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time when we uh, we talked about uh, our superhero powers, and I just railed or reamed Eli because I was like, "That's a dumb power." That's <laughs> that was so funny. What That's how I want? feel about my. Power? And then Eli, Eli says his power. We're like, Eli, you're wrong. Your power is wrong. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, you gotta try again. That's that's about how I feel about what I was thinking with this question because you guys just answered it in four seconds. I'm like. Well, you still have to answer it. All right, we're back and we are uh, talking about uh, the new Predator movie, Prey. Uh, Talking about some of the lore points we brought up as we've discussed the the Predators and their role in the Xenoverse and how it comes into play here, uh, you know, you see him dropped off because, right, they're not landing, they're not invading. This is an unblooded warrior here to uh, prove that he can, uh, you know, fight and, and be a predator to get his first few scalps or spines as he collects them. And uh, so we we talk about this and, and, and we talk about how, you know, some of his tech is different. Some of his even genetics are different than what we see in the later movies. And uh, some of this is just speculation as to why this would be. It's 300 years before, and so some of their genetic adaptations are different, and some of their tech is older. And, uh, yeah. There's a scene where she calls the predator a mopitzel, or uh, sometimes also called a mopitz, or papa mopitzi. This is an old Comanche story. They would... uh Comanches, they didn't punish their children very much. They would let them do what they wanted, give them respect and anonymity. and uh, But they would have stories to help keep their children in line. And so this is a story about a creature that would uh, eat bad children. Sometimes this story comes up that it's more of like a Bigfoot kind of creature, a giant, hairy 
creature. Sometimes it comes up as like a giant owl man. And uh, they would even um, hunt for the bones of these creatures. Um, but it's more believed that these bones that they would collect, these were fossilized bones of woolly mammoths or mastodons and uh, uh, giant sloths uh, about uh, extinct about 4,000 to 10,000 years ago. There's also a South American owl um, that might have been part of this uh, story with the story being sometimes it was an owl man. Um, and they would identify these fossils by uh, licking them. Uh, licking fossils is different than licking other rocks and is a technique geologists use today to help identify huh. fossils. There, there's a technique to licking them or licking them is the entire technique? Licking them in the way that your tongue reacts to it. Um, fossils, they're, they're is porous. Is it like clockwise or counterclockwise? They're porous. So like uh, uh, when, you, when you lick them, your tongue will stick to it because it's absorbing all of your uh, uh, moisture on your tongue. And people, when they're looking for dinosaur bones to tell if it's an older bone or a younger bone, licking it has a different texture. Okay. Anyways, but the the Comanches they they would uh, uh, look for these bones and use them in medicine. They would they would lick for these bones. Is what they would they lick, lick for these bones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there's a cannibalistic owl uh, in South America that might have been part of the Owl Man part of this, but more in uh, Northern America, it might have been more the. Uh, kind of a Bigfoot kind of a creature they would talk about. Not or a predator what? kind of creature. <laughs> a predator kind of creature. <laughs> right, right. And that's how they use it in this, you know, that's the scary story, the boogeyman, right? Yeah. That was but, but they took boogeyman. A, an actual story that the Comanches used and they fit it into yeah. this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the... Uh, the orange flowers. Um, oh, the, what what do they call it in the movie? One second. The, the orange ones that totsia. Oh orange yeah, totsia. Yeah. Uh, this is more known as the Mexican orange blossom. Um, Mexico uses it in their pharmacology. Uh, they'll extract it and uh, use the oils for relaxation, anti-anxiety, anti-depression, pain. Um, the Indians would often make a tea and drink it before bed um, to kind of knock them out for the evening. Hmm. So that's just a little bit of stuff, you know, they talk about in there that I wanted to make sure I so covered. It's more that. of a knockout flower than a cools your blood temperature down. So. Right. I didn't, I didn't catch, you know, what happens if you OD on this stuff or anything so. yet, but. So, well, and I, I thought it was a good uh, twist because we see her fall in the mud. And I thought that was the moment she was going to encounter the yeah, predator I even for said the that first time. Mm -hmm. Because it was like, she's in the mud. He won't really see her. And she'll figure it out. Be like, no, that is not at all how she figures out how to fight him. It is. She it's it's the, the medicine that she had. Mm -hmm. so, and, and they uh, even and they even did a callback to early on. They, they talked about how it, it made his blood super cold, like the guy that got injured. Yeah. And, but he'll be fine, basically. Yeah, yeah it's an anti-inflammatory. If you put it on a wound, uh, it won't bleed so much. Um, yeah, but, if you know, put that the predator stuff on a wound, it won't bleed so much either. <laughs> his little tonic. Oh yeah, so. yeah. His his goo. His, his goo. little that one. That one was uh, very liquidy. Uh, very liquidy goo. 
Yeah. Or yeah. just that acid or a water base. Yeah. So I was disappointed we didn't see a Comanche moon, right? I mean, her big fight with right. the Predator does take place at night, but uh, we, yeah. we didn't see a Comanche moon take place. And like I said, I did I did point this out already. I was really disappointed with the lack of horses because, you know, these, these were the Mongols of, the, of America. They were known for riding horses into combat. And and I think that maybe this was put on, on earlier in that time period. We're in right. the early 1700s, so maybe they hadn't propagated as much. You know, she didn't know how to use uh, uh, pistols or weapons yet. Yes, I also noticed that too because I was like, the Comanche used rifles a lot, uh, and she had to figure out that bear trap. She was unfamiliar with this yeah. technology, and so you know, horses might have been around, but they're still not really heavy out yeah there. which which is why i kind of said that it feels almost more like the shoshone than the comanche um you know because that that's more how they were before horses and rifles uh were introduced into their combat style and and was really you know at least in the history we read which was very brief and i imagine the writers probably did a lot more research than we did so mm-hmm. but yeah it's probably very early comanche they were just barely breaking off from the shoshone yeah i could see that they probably they probably had horses. They just didn't like using them yet because they stuck with their old traditions. So. But yeah, I did notice like it's like they walk everywhere. They're in the mountains. Like, Where the horses get on? Where the horses? Whooped by a predator. <laughs> yeah, so so and and he, there was even one time I guess her bow was in uh, like a like a leather sheath that would go around it. And for a moment, I thought she had a rifle. I was like, oh, she's got a rifle. I was like, okay, but nope, just just nope. the bow. Yeah. Just the dang bow and so, that rope tomahawk. Yeah, uh, the rope. What did you guys the think rope, of that? What, rope what was warhawk? What did you call it, Eli? The something meteor? Rope, oh, uh, meteor hammer. Meteor hammer uh, or yeah. rope dart. Yeah, rope dart or meteor hammer. Yeah. But this would be a rope hatchet or rope so, warhawk. I did. One reviewer mentioned this, and I didn't want to bring it up here. He says her rope. Uh, Eli, you okay? Uh, the power went out. I think I'm good. I don't know. Eli's power's out, but he's still Still recording with us. (laughs) For you, listener. (laughs) It might have just gone out down here. But yeah, the, um, whatchamacallit. Yeah, they were talking about this. Her her little axe with the rope on it. They're like, it's going to be the bane of safety standards at Comic-Cons for years to come. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of my costume. (laughs) It's a meteor hammer. Not only could you kill someone else, you could kill yourself with this. You could kill yourself with it. Yeah, I wonder how well that would uh, how well that would work. Because normally hammers spin. How well would they or hatchets spin when you throw them do they spin as well when they got a rope attached to them probably not probably not yeah so but you you can get around that mechanism oh yeah you can show me (laughs) (laughs) yeah really all right find a predator let me see it (laughs) so i do want to talk about their uh their their trailers that they've kind of put in here um that pistol that she has is the pistol that the Predators give Danny Glover's character at the end of Predator no. 2. Okay, so, yeah. I, 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 yeah, someone did mention this. I was like, I'm going to let Eli, Eli confirm. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the exact same pistol. And at the end of this movie, the Predators do not have that pistol. So that's our first trailer bit, right? That That's not Oh, yeah. Yet. That is then, not, yeah. At the very end, they do like a recap with like cave paintings, like animated cave paintings at the end. Did you guys watch that? 
I didn't. I didn't. No. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. I, I, I ended it when the credits said, "Good call, Eli." To stick around. I, I thought there was more. I tried to skip through, but I didn't see anything. Okay, so like, like they basically recap the whole story in cave paintings, in animated cave paintings. Okay, so I saw the first cave painting with credits, and that's where I, I cut out. So I did see a mm-hmm. cave painting. So it goes through the entire story until we get to the moment where she's at the tribe. They give her the stick and they all celebrate her. And then uh, they give us one more shot where uh, the her tribesmen point up into the sky, pans over lightning from the sky and three predator ships come through the sky. Ooh. So those are the two trailers they have. And, and we will see where that goes if it does yeah yeah oh, that's think, good because if they do that then maybe the predators come back in you know 10 years after they know how to use guns and have horses and <laughs> then they can die with guns and on horses <laughs> i do think this is the best story of a girl and her dog yeah um, <laughs> about john wick john wick was a good story but that's yeah. not a girl and okay a dog. so back up for a second did you see the third john wick Oh, that's true. In the third John Wick, yeah, she's got her dogs. Okay, I'll have to catch up on my John Wick. Yeah, this one was pretty good. Yeah, all right. Um, Anything we, anything like just lore points you guys wanted to cover? So he is a young new predator out here to get his first blood. He's working his way up to change. Loosely, just kind of went by his own rules. He's like, I'll follow the rules till I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, he also doesn't want to die, right? You know? tougher. I don't like what. So, so, but I, but I feel like we, gets to be unblooded. We definitely see him make some mistakes because he is, you know, this is not a a pro a professional. He is, you know, he is out here on his first big hunt, and like he cuts off his own hand on accident trying to get to her. <laughs> Is that what? He is does. that what I did? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He, he has his With shield. His that he, shield. He goes to he goes to slice her, and he slices his own hand off. I was like, that was that was clever, and that's really where things kind of get a little more even ground between the two of them because he's only got one arm to fight her with. And I think from that moment on, he's like, okay, this is not playing around anymore. So I felt like when he got shot in the head, that was the moment. Oh, right. He's like, oh, things are serious now. She just tried to shoot my brain out. Yeah. This this prey is this you know untouchable or weak little thing is. Last week. Um, this is the first movie released where they also released it with a dubbed version in Comanche. Yes, I did so hear you, there was that. You, you can watch it in Comanche with subtitles in English as well. And uh, I, I haven't watched it that way yet, but I hear that they worked really hard to make it not look like a old Kung Fu movie where the lips are moving and not matching the words in the slightest. Mm. Um, they, they, I, I hear that they kind of worked hard at that. And they had what did they dialect do? They coaches. And, yeah, yeah. I think they had a dialect coach being like, try to say these words <laughs> and, and we'll shoot the scene again or something. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. You know, I've yeah. got to watch it and get into it. But, you know, that, okay. that, that, so, that's one of the so, things. I guess one uh, another complaint be, be, be I had uh, be not seen a Comanche moon and not enough horses for me was um, the... I like it feels like the, the like the whole premise is about her versus the predator and that doesn't even really start until about halfway through the movie 
you know, and I just felt like it just took a little too long to get there. Okay, back up. It doesn't start for her till halfway through the movie. It doesn't start for the Predator till like 10 minutes before the movie is over. My boy had no idea they were going at it with each other. He's like, oh, look, a cute little innocent bunny. Okay. Yeah, he's 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 an alien on a new planet. He's like, are you tough? I'll fight you. Are you I'll tough? You. I'll, fight, I'll you. fight you. He's like about to fight her. Like, no, you're not tough at all. No, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got our first uh, Disney war chief, Naru. You know, this is Wait, a- was her was her brother not a war chief? No, yeah, he's he- just. So we we meet the war chief. He's an old dude, right? Oh, oh I thought uh, the brother was uh, promoted to war chief when he killed the lion. So, well, I guess with the Comanche, it, it, in our research, it was kind of like you just declared yourself a war chief. And then if you could get enough people to follow you, then you were one. And if you didn't, then you just went back to following somebody else. Right. Well, and they, so, so let's just back up for a second. When they went out to look for his sister, how many people went out? Because they all followed him out to find her. Does really? that count as him yeah. being a war chief? So, well, they weren't going to war, though. Right. So they right. were just they were just point. Yeah technicalities you sound like a predator at this point <laughs> they love their technicalities be like you could throw that knife <laughs> so i'm gonna I am this. bazooka now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay. i really i really felt like he cheated pretty hard when he threw the guy at it with the knife because the guy i guess technically like you guys said he could throw the knife but he was ready to melee with the knife and the predator didn't melee I was like, you broke the code, dude. Yeah, okay, no, back up. I feel like all the times there were guys like laying on the ground, like bleeding out and stuff. Not 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 predators anymore. It's like so, well, but they had all been shooting at him with guns. So I, I felt like it was fair, right? You gotta do what you gotta do. It's like they all opened fire with guns at you. And then the one that spooked him, uh, that he stepped on that he didn't realize was alive. <laughs> yeah, the the guy she treated with the Whoa, medicine. He just like stabs him. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we got a treasure, treasure room question. question. So, guys, we talked about gene splicing, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about taking the spines of the animals and taking some of their powers. If you had to fight an animal, but if you win, you get an ability from it, you obviously have to take its spine because that's just. You know, the predator part. Spinal fluid, right? Well, yeah, unless you're stuff. an Indian. The Indians, they, they believed you could, like, with the medicine shields, the animals that they put into that medicine shield, they believed they would get those powers. Oh. Yeah, but but I'm saying spine. So no <laughs> shield for you. You got you to gotta get the whole spine out. You can have a shield as well, maybe double it up. But the question is, what animal would you want to fight and what power would you want to gain from it? And Joe, just so you know, you got to go predator rules. So you got to go melee against the melee. <laughs> you <gotta go> melee <laughs> against the melee. I know what you're going to try and do. <laughs> Freaking sniper over here. DPS me. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in the treasure room. If you enjoyed this episode and want more on the topic. We record a special treasure room for our patrons after every episode. In the regular episode, we go deep. In the treasure room, we go wide. To enjoy the bonus content, sign up at the fluorite level or higher. There is a treasure room for every episode from August 2021 and on. That's double the content. Two episodes a week instead of one.
Go to www.patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. That's floor spelled F-L-O-R-E. Select the fluorite tier or higher. Immediately after each episode is released, the Treasure Room will post the bonus audio on Patreon. They are identified by the tag Treasure Room After and the title of the episode. You can also do a search for the keywords Treasure Room and find all the content you've been missing. Thanks for listening. Leave us a review. Tell us why you like listening to us. Is it our awesome deep dives? Is it our amazing back and forth? Is it our charming good looks? What would you like us to add or change? You can put that in the review as well. We read reviews. Yeah, and if you're going to be leaving us a review telling us what you like about it, maybe you even want to share the content with your friends. Uh, Like and share on social media. You can join us on Twitter and Facebook. We post memes. And we actually started a Discord, so come play with us. So uh, a lot of the worlds we cover have a retcon. Uh, If you're not familiar with that term, it's reconstruction. Or sometimes we might uh, use a bad source for some of our lore research. And if that happens, uh, feel free to email us at floorfantasyandlore at gmail.com. That is floor spelled F-L-O-R-E, fantasyandlore at gmail.com. And if you're angry enough, we'll read it on the air. (laughs) Yes, we will. Also, the treasure room is now available. We have locked a few secrets for everything we cover in there. And each week... We add more. And uh, you can find the treasure room on patreon.com backslash floor fantasy and lore. And how do you spell that, Aaron? That's lore with an F at the beginning. So it sounds like floor, but it's not the floor you're thinking because it's our floor. uh, We hope you enjoyed your time on the floor. Uh, Think about your favorite part of the episode. Now think about your nerdiest friend. Who is it? What is their name? They want to know about the floor. Stop holding out on them. Go and tell them about your favorite part. Because all of this is more fun together.